again, friends. Welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. It's Emerson Phillips joined by Gamecock great Joe Rett, South Carolina. A comeback winner last night over the Kentucky Wildcats at a crowd of better than 16,000 at the Colonial Life Arena. Witnessed the Gamecocks close the game on an 18-3 run. Joe, with about 13 minutes left in the ball game, the Gamecocks were down 14, and a lot of folks, myself included, I think, were giving up hope. <laughs> yeah, I know how. A lot of people were giving up hope, and I wouldn't say I was one, but I was hoping that we'll, you know, stir the stir the ship or whatever, and and you know maintain the course. And we went in with a game plan, uh, try to keep Silver involved and keep the interior going. And you know, uh, I saw a presser I think from Frank Martin saying that you know we've been looking. I think you and I'll be speaking about this all year. Somebody stepping up and being a leader. And I think Frank said he saw that last night with uh, Chris Silver and fifty year seniors. Um, Wesley Myers and Booker, those, those three guys definitely stepped up towards the end of the game and helped propel this soccer line team against a very good Kentucky team. And it, it was a huge win for the Gamecocks last night. Yeah, it was. Gamecocks improved to 12-6 and six on the year, and they leveled their SEC mark at 3-3. Three and three. Silva matched a career high with 27 points, and Frank Booker chipped in 18 off the bench. And, Joe, you're right. Uh, Martin talked about those three players, Silva, Booker, and Wesley Myers, emerging as leaders and he talked about uh, you know what leadership means to him and that means when things aren't going your way somebody that can provide a spark and give energy and motivation to the other players on the team and he said that South Carolina had a chance to uh, hang their heads last night when they fell behind and and those three players said this isn't going to happen tonight not tonight and that's what Frank relies on um he usually leans on his juniors his seniors and this situation is a little bit different because these are 50 things that transferred in, so everybody knows that. But um look like they're coming into, own, coming into their own right now. It took them a while to get acclimated to the system, but they continue to play um, the way they're playing and, and being a little vocal. And, you know, there are certain games you just can't rely on these young guys, the Justin Maniahs, the uh, Felipe Hards, because they haven't been in situations like that unless you are just that good or you like – one of the top players in the country coming out as a freshman, you know, but those guys have bumps in the road too. But me playing against in Kentucky, whether you're at home or on the road, you, 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 you just not, you know, you've you seen those games on TV growing up, but you just don't realize how tough those games are until you're really involved. So again, those young guys, they're not going to play. You're not going to get a whole lot from them sometimes in those games. But as the season progresses, hopefully you will. And you, you need those guys as well on the road. So, the leadership is, is huge for this team. Hopefully they can, you know, continue this. You know, going in, going back last week with the Georgia game, uh, before we talked, you know, about um, how big this, this stretch was for us. And I'm so excited that we're 2-0 so far. And we got a Tennessee team coming in next week. But uh, if you told me last week that we would win uh, these two games shooting, I think, 37% and 37% against Georgia, hmm. and those two teams shooting better than us, I would tell you that that's not going to work. But there's several reasons why, um, even though they shot bad, but their defense was pretty good. They played really, really good defense. And also, they didn't turn the ball over. They turnover, they've cut their turnovers down the past two games, and they've been making Kentucky and Georgia turn the ball over a whole lot, too. Also, offensive, offensive rebounds. Uh, they've been dominating the boards. And you'll see in the Frank Martin team back in Kansas State, uh, that's one thing he preached, offensive rebounds. So, in turn, we're getting more opportunities on the other end, even though we're not shooting that well from the perimeter. Second chance points are a lot. That's exactly where I was going next, Joe. The Gamecocks shot just 27% uh, 
in their win over Georgia on Saturday, and only 37% in this win over Kentucky. Kentucky shot 45%. So, you know, the Gamecocks were outshot by Kentucky, but just nine turnovers in the ball game, coming off a season low, seven turnovers against Georgia, only nine against Kentucky. And you're exactly right, Joe. The Gamecocks, uh, you know, not shooting it well, but when you hit the offensive glass and when you minimize turnovers, you can overcome poor shooting. And, and Joe, to me, that gives reason to be optimistic about the remainder of the season. The Gamecocks haven't shot it well the last two games, but they've won anyway. And if they start shooting the ball a little bit better, they're going to be tough to beat. They haven't shot it well, but they've been opportunistic in their shots. Um, when they need a big shot, so you saw Frank Booker, he's made some huge shots in both games. You know, he, he he's still very confident. He's going at this still continuing. They're not falling early, but if he keeps shooting, but he's been making some big, timely baskets for us. And I have to trust Frank. You know, one quote that I remember that he said earlier this year, it's one of the best shooting teams you ever had. So I have to lean towards him because, I mean, he, he, he's the one that sees these guys every day, and I will have to trust him that eventually these shots are going to start falling and the confidence of, is, is building up now with these two wins. And, you know, uh, they continue to shoot well and play the defense and continue to offensive rebound like they have and make these other teams turn the ball over. If all these things start clicking, we can't, you know, have a special season. Again. The Gamecocks held Kentucky without a field goal for the final six minutes and 12 seconds and again closed on a 36-14 to 14 run after trailing by 14 points in the second half at the Colonial Life Arena on Tuesday night. So a national TV audience uh, witnessed this comeback by the Gamecocks, and it feels like South Carolina is getting rolling again here, Joe, and it couldn't have happened at a better time because the Gamecocks are in the midst of their probably their toughest stretch of the season in terms of the schedule. 21st-ranked Tennessee will come to the Colonial Life Arena for a 6 o'clock tip on Saturday. Then the Gamecocks will play at Florida next week in the middle of the week before returning home to take on 8th-ranked Texas Tech. So, Joe, these wins over Georgia and Kentucky go a lot toward building confidence for this ball club. Uh, Frank Martin talked about that in the postgame press conference last night after beating Kentucky. And uh, this little you know win streak, just two games, but two important games and so important for Carolina's confidence to get back to 500 in the league. And the Gamecocks have really you know moved up in the standings with these two wins in the SEC. And it feels like they're back in the hunt, Joe. Certainly. They're, they're definitely in the middle of the pack right now. Um, they, you know, they were, could have held their heads last week uh, after the first couple losses, being one and three in the conference. So now, being three and three, um, it could easily go the other way. But give this, give this team a lot of props, man, for coming out playing. And, and you know, they don't want their season to end in a bad way. Uh, and they still can can determine their outcome by just keep playing ball, keep playing hard. And it'll be two very tough teams, a tough team at Georgia on the road, a very good, highly ranked. Uh, Kentucky team. We've got a tough stretch right now, like you said, with Tennessee coming in. And I have to give it to the crowd, man. The crowd had a lot to do with that last night. Seeing the 16,000 at a late 9 o'clock game last night, uh, the crowd had a lot to do with bringing a lot of energy to the fans. I mean, bring a lot of energy to the team. And those guys were engaged. And that helped propel that 14-point comeback last night. So hopefully uh, we have the same type of crowd on, on Saturday with the Tennessee coming in town. And uh, the energy and the excitement that they bring, right? students back in town, uh, anything could happen. So Tennessee coming up next for the Gamecocks, 6 o'clock tip Saturday at the Colonial Life Arena. And the Volunteers are 12-4 and four on the year. They are 3-2 and two in conference play. And Tennessee taking on Missouri on Wednesday night. We're recording on Wednesday, so that game coming up later tonight. That's a 9 o'clock tip-off Wednesday night 
Tennessee at Missouri. Missouri's been strong this year in the SEC, and uh, obviously they whipped the Gamecocks a couple weeks back, so this could be a tough game for Tennessee. But the Vols have won three straight uh, in league play coming into this Missouri game. And, Joe, they've only lost four games all year, and they've lost to some very good competition. They lost to Villanova, which is currently ranked number one. That was early in the season. Mm They lost to 7th-ranked North Carolina also during the uh, month of December. And then two conference losses at Arkansas, a two-point game on the road there, and lost by 10 to Auburn, which is one of the top-rated teams in the country right now. So Tennessee's doing well. Talk about their program and about their team as they come into Columbia on Saturday. Well, Tennessee has been a team that, that's you know been through some changes with coaches in the past couple of years. But um, they've always been a very athletic team, very long, lengthy team that's can get up and down the court. Um, this, this, as I remember, they're always, like, again, very athletic. They present so many different problems because they're so long, so big. But, um, hey, I, I'm quite sure that uh, Frank Dom's going to have a great game plan, uh, great win last night, but we're moving on to the next one. That's Tennessee on Saturday. So uh, uh, they're not ranked 21st for nothing. They've had some tough losses because Villanova right now, you said, is number one in the country who will be playing at Georgetown tonight. So, uh it's interesting to see how this college basketball thing is going to play out. SEC is, is again, another tough conference. I think this, this conference is uh, gaining some ground. You know, the past couple of years they haven't been doing so well, but this conference is getting better because they got better coaches right now. Got a lot of great coaches in this league. So, in turn, you see a lot of great basketball and a lot of great teams that, that are being ranked and rewarded right now. So, um, again, a tough team on, on Saturday night with Tennessee, and I look forward to uh, – the game cost and another tough match on Saturday night. Tennessee beat uh, Texas A&M previous game out, 75-62, the final in Knoxville last weekend. And they got 15 points from Jordan Bowden, and A&M lost for the fifth straight time. Some folks calling Texas A&M the most disappointing team in the country. But uh, A&M uh, unable to win at Knoxville. And, Joe, Tennessee is a very deep team. Kyle Alexander added a career-high 14 points for the Vols. And they've got uh, Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield those two didn't have big offensive production days against Texas A&M, but uh, Tennessee able to win rather comfortably anyway. So this is a deep Tennessee ball club that will come into Columbia trying to move back toward the top of the SEC standings. They're currently 3-2 uh, and two in the league. Auburn obviously leads the league at 4-0. and oh. So we're still so early in conference play, Joe, that anybody from the middle of the pack up uh, still has time to get toward the top of the standings. Exactly. Um this is huge for us, another huge game for us. Like I said, you got to take each one one game at a time. But uh, Tennessee coming in, like you said, they're very deep, um, again, athletic. Um, they're going to present a lot of problems for us. But, you know, uh, like I talked um, throughout the season, how tough it is for teams to win the road. So Tennessee coming in, it's going to be a tough tough time for them. Um, of course, they're going to come in ready. Uh, they, uh, they lost several, you know, a couple games, uh, which is a surprise, you know, that. Like you said, that Texas A&M, they was one of the supposed to be the best team coming in preseason in the in the SEC this year. So uh, they having their struggles, but Tennessee again, they handle their business. So of course they're gonna come in and try to handle their business against us. Uh, they see that we beat a really really good Kentucky team on last night. So uh, hey, we just need to go out and do what we need to do, and uh, uh, I just don't want to see us get caught on our last two wins. Uh, against Georgia and Kentucky, and that we can continue to uh, build upon that, not just be satisfied with just those two wins. Because uh, this league is up for grabs. This league is up for grabs, and um, if we continue to do what we need to do. I think that uh, we can get in the mix, and hopefully, there's still someone early. But we want to stay within the, you know, within the 
middle of the pack to the upper part of the pack so we can uh, control our destiny towards the end of the year. Yeah, it's a solid Tennessee team coming in here. They have actually started 0-2 in league play, so they've come back to win three straight in the conference to get to 3-2 and in the SEC. And in their four losses, they led each of those ball games by at least nine points at one point. So uh, Tennessee very solid, and they will come into the CLA for a 6 o'clock tip on Saturday. Joe, it feels like just in the last week with the win over Georgia and now this huge comeback win over Kentucky, it feels like the Gamecocks prospects for the rest of the year have taken a dramatic turn for the better. It feels like there's excitement around the program. Again, we talked about Rafael rejoining the team, even though he's not going to play this year. And the addition of uh, January enrollee Brian Bowen, the five-star prospect who had been at Louisville and now has transferred to South Carolina, it feels like things are looking up for the Gamecocks right now. They certainly are. Um, they hit a wall one time <laughs> early in the year, and the fans were not going, not supporting, and all of a sudden um, get a couple wins, and and – Things change so quickly, so I hope the fans and, and all the supporters realize how important they are to the team as well, that they need to come out and support, and hey, um, it's just important right now for this team to continue to do well, uh, ride this little wave and, and build upon that, and not just, again, be happy with just two, two very good wins, but we can continue to uh, get some wins against this Tennessee team, and against uh uh, Texas Tech next weekend. I think the Big 12 matchup or whatever next weekend, that's going to be huge. And um, it remains to be seen. Just, we just got to keep fighting and hang in there right now. All right, the Gamecocks and the Tennessee Vols coming up Saturday at 6 o'clock at the Colonial Life Arena. Carolina 3-3 three and three in the league. Tennessee is 3-2. and two. Big game for the Gamecocks. No chance to beat another top 25 team. That will be the second one. This week, uh, haven't been many weeks throughout the history of Gamecock basketball where they beat two nationally ranked teams in the same yeah. week. So another big opportunity coming up for South Carolina on Saturday. And also on Saturday, Joe, at the CLA for this ball game, the Gamecock football team will be recognized. So Will Muschamp and the Gamecock football team will be on hand to be recognized as just the seventh team in the history of the program to win nine games. So a little bit of attraction for the fans there as well. Recognize the football team. And we know that uh, Zion Williamson from Spartanburg Day will make his announcement during the day on Saturday. So by the time the Gamecocks and Vols hit the floor, all of our fans will know uh, where Zion Williamson plans to attend college. This is the second-rated prospect in the country for the 2018 class. Everybody listening, I'm sure, has heard about Zion Williamson. And, Joe, the state newspaper ran a piece today in today's paper saying that Clemson is the favorite to land Zion Williamson. So maybe he's got a surprise in store for us, or maybe he'll uh, commit to Clemson. We don't know at this point, but uh, that's been a story that a lot of folks that follow basketball closely have been keeping an eye on, and Williamson makes his announcement on Saturday. So when the Gamecocks and Vols step on the floor, we'll know where Zion's going. We will know by that time, but, uh, you know, um, uh, yeah, from all indications, uh, from what I'm hearing, a lot of outlets that Clemson is, is the uh, leading candidate, but, you know, anything can happen. Uh, the kid can change his mind at any minute. You know, when you're 17, 18 years old, kids change their mind so easily. That's so right. uh, with the addition of Brian Bowen uh, on last week and Rafael coming back with that excitement and, and uh, energy of uh, winning these last couple of games, um, you never know. This kid might change his mind. He might see himself fitting in here a little bit better than he would uh, there in Clemson. So um, it'll be exciting, especially with the football team coming off a 9-4 season and having them out there and being recognized for their feats of having another good year and recognizing Will Muschamp, who is, I think, has his team ahead of the curve right now. So uh, 
uh, it'll be exciting, especially if he if he decides it would be nice to have him to come down and be a part of that night too. So uh, it'll be exciting if he comes. Uh, it'll be a great opportunity. He will, as you know, he will get close, which is something that he probably would need to, you know, help transfer to the college game. But uh, he definitely will be coached up well. And, and why not come here? Why not come here and bring that energy, bring that excitement down here with him and Brian Bowen that's transferring from Louisville and. Uh, this can be a very exciting team and a very exciting place to play for because he, he sees when we have a product out there, hey, fans are there, and they can bring a lot of excitement. So it's a great place to play for when you got, you know, the, the skills and the kids that can play on that level. It will be nice to have two All-Americans out there at the same time. So uh, it'll be exciting on Saturday night. Hopefully he do decide to come here on, on Saturday. All right, Gamecocks only uptick after a couple of wins over Georgia and Kentucky this week. And South Carolina will try to keep it rolling against Tennessee on Saturday, 6 o'clock tip at the CLA. And that game will be on ESPN2. Gamecock great Joe Rett joins me each week here on Gamecock Central Radio to talk basketball. Joe, we appreciate you. Thanks very much. Appreciate you having me on, Emerson. Thanks. All right, thank you. As always, that's Joe Rett, the Gamecock great. And I'm Emerson Phillips. And we'll come back next week and talk more Gamecock basketball. Hope to see you at the CLA on Saturday night. Thanks for joining us here on GCR. 